Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wednesday, January 20th, now here on the Locked On Coyotes podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Rob Leonio, here now getting ready for game two of four this week between the Arizona Coyotes and the Vegas Golden Knights. First game was didn't go into Arizona's favor. Arizona had the 2 nothing lead to start off with, but then uh, Vegas scoring about a... Uh, Four straight goals to uh, take the win on that one. To get us ready for today's game, though, we got a bit of a scouting report from the Vegas Golden Knights. Justin Emerson of the Las Vegas Sun joins us here on today's podcast. How are you doing, Justin? I'm doing great, Rob. How are you? I'm happy to be here. Yeah, good good to have you on. I'm personally doing pretty good. Uh, I'm super glad to have uh, hockey back. You know, this, full, this first full week of hockey I think what someone said, we're going to have uh, 116 straight days of NHL hockey from last week all the way through May or whatever. Yeah. I'm, I, it's beautiful. I can't, I definitely can't be complaining right now. No, no, it was, uh, I mean, we had basically, we had two off seasons in 2020 between the, the pause in March and then the actual off season in the fall. So, uh, no, I'm happy to, to have hockey back. It's nice to be, to be back at the rink and to be watching games every day and be, be back into the, you know, the rhythms of uh, of covering a team on a daily basis. So, um, yeah, I'm not complaining at all. It's it's good to have hockey back. And uh, what are we? I guess this will already game number four coming up. Almost 10 percent of the way through the season already. Yeah, it's crazy, especially it's this shortened season, 56 games, um, and not to mention all these teams here in in this division in the Honda West division going up against uh, eight times, nine times. It's uh, got going to be a pretty brutal season for a lot of these teams. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, and, and I've talked about it plenty on other podcasts and, and radio and everything. But I mean, this this division is is, is weird because it, it's very it's very top heavy, right? Like you have like teams that are expected to be really good, teams that aren't as much, and then very little in the middle. So it's it, it should be fun. It should be fun. I'm I'm excited for the rest of the season for sure. Yeah, it's good. It's definitely be really fun. And I and let's go ahead and actually jump right into that a uh, bit of a scouting report. First, I want to hear from uh, some of your thoughts on this uh, opening. I mean, maybe what your uh, observations from Arizona and Vegas as well for these first uh, three games. I saw you know Vegas now already three and zero. The first two games against Anaheim. What did you see from from these first three games? Let's start off from Vegas side. That's uh, really impressed you. I've seen a team that is three and zero without playing anywhere near its best yet. Uh, Golden Knights are when they are playing their game and they have been for three years. They're they're a possession monster. They're controlling um, all, the entire game is in the attacking zone. Uh, they just shot after shot after shot after shot. And uh, kind of what surprised me. Let's use let's use the first game for example on Monday. Uh, Coyotes are they're just they're just not that. I mean they're they're a defensive strong team that relies on goaltending so it was it was kind of jarring to see at one point I think shots were like 28 15 
um, in favor of the Coyotes. And the Golden Knights are normally on the opposite end of that uh, when they're when they're controlling the shot counter. So um, the Knights are a really good team. They will be a really good team. They have not played their best hockey. They went down two nothing, like you said on Monday, um, but we're we're able to uh, we're able to come out with the win. So um, the Knights are. I guess just to distill it, they're good, but they're uh, not as good as they can and I think will be. One of the things that I uh, kept talking about on Monday's episode, getting ready for that game one, is I know I was worried for Arizona because uh, the Arizona team that I saw in the uh, first two games against San Jose didn't, I mean, they showed that the promises of being good. But then again, they're playing against San Jose, you know, who's probably going to be one of the uh, lower end teams of, of this year and probably the entire NHL. So it was hard for me to really gauge what to expect. When Arizona went up against Vegas and went up 2-0, I was personally pretty impressed. Uh, my, I think, uh, and I want to hear from you on what, on your opinion on this, but so far on the, whole, on the Arizona perspective, Arizona just right now has a problem on closing things out. They have a potential to be a good team, but they just can't play a full 60-minute game. And I think that's what led to Vegas to, you know, going on, storming four goals in a row. Obviously, one was an empty netter, but it was uh, a lot more interesting than I, than I anticipated. Yeah, I think – so Vegas's biggest issue, and it, it was kind of exposed last year in the postseason, was – kind of an inability at times to finish like they they control the possession of the puck they control the shots but they don't have other than Max Pacioretty maybe that guy that you would look at and go okay that's a goal scorer that's a guy that can go out and put up 40 50 goals in a season they just don't really have that um so I actually thought that the Coyotes are a team that match up fairly well with Vegas in that regard they are a strong defensive team obviously missing Oliver Ekman Larson hurts a ton uh but you know, you throw out a team that's defensively responsible with a good to great borderline elite, whatever, however you want to call Darcy Kemper. Um, so I, I wasn't necessarily surprised that actually that Vegas wasn't scoring. I was surprised at the way that they were losing. Um, like I had mentioned, just the possession, the Coyotes were controlling the puck. The Golden Knights could not get it out of their own zone. It was it was uh, it was odd to watch at times. As, as somebody that's watched Vegas for years, I. You just don't see that very often. So, um, no, it was it, it it was a bit of an interesting game, and um, I think that in the end, though, it it certainly seemed like, to your point, and you know the Coyotes much more than I do, that it seemed like once the Coyotes were kind of up to nothing, they were just looking to kind of coast to the end, whereas the Golden Knights were like, all right, we're down, let's get going, kind of thing. So that's that's what that's what I saw out of Monday's game. Another thing I want to uh, uh, ask you about is the uh, this de- the depth of this uh, Vegas squad, and it, it just seems to me every single year they just keep like adding new guys, and first, like I I keep questioning how they keep doing it. Now, I know this is a team that always spends up to the cap, and I see them add you know ex- add X player, and then you know this last season you know adding Alex Petrangelo to you know be on top of the defense. How do they keep doing it? How do they keep and uh, what's like, what, what what's your look on this depth of this team? It is it is it is fascinating in that regard because you look at it. They added Alex Petrangelo last offseason. The offseason before that, they traded away Colin Miller, Eric Halla, and Nikita Gusev because they couldn't fit in under the cap. They had to basically give those players away for draft picks um, 
because they were tight against the cap. And then at the trade deadline, they got Alec Martinez and Robin Leonard. And then in the offseason, they got Alex Petrangelo. So um, there's one thing to be said about Vegas. It's that this, they understand that the salary cap is an obstacle, but not necessarily um, one that's insurmountable, right? Like you have to be under 81 and a half million. Everyone knows that. And the Golden Knights see that and go, okay, let's get under 81 and a half million, but let's do it with the best possible players that we can get. And some teams just don't do that. It seems obvious, but yes, Alex Petrangelo was available. There's, if there's probably 25 teams in the league that could have made it work if they really wanted to, but Vegas was one of the few teams that is willing to go out and sign that player and then move on from some really beloved players. Like they traded away Nate Schmidt for a third round pick. That's not value for Nate Schmidt, but they were able to. They were willing to do that because they got Petrangelo. So it is. This team is never boring. They're never boring on the ice, and they're never boring in the offseason, That's for sure. We are talking with J- Justin Emerson of the Las Vegas Sun, covering the the Vegas Golden Knights. We are going to continue this conversation in just a sec. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar, guys. Built Bar right now is the uh, the new t- the new hot take on a uh, on a health bar on a protein bar it's low calories low sugar high protein but the best part guys is it is phenomenal in their flavors 18 different flavors ranging from cookies and cream carrot cake german chocolate you name it they probably got it but just don't don't take my word for it go ahead and try it yourself go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on and you'll get 20% off your next order so again, go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off your next order. Let's continue now this conversation, getting ready for tonight's game, Arizona Coyotes and the Vegas Golden Knights, game two of four of this this week. Uh, one of those really long series of this uh, condensed 56-game season, once again joined with me here today is Justin Emerson of the Las Vegas Sun. So, Justin, one thing that I want to get ask you now is uh, now that you saw the way that this game played on uh, Monday, what are your expectations now for, for this game, too? It, 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 what are the adjustments you're probably going to see from Vegas as they get ready for another bout against the Coyotes? Uh, I think we're going to see, see a very different game. I think um, when you're looking at I had mentioned kind of the, in the first segment the, the top-heavy nature of this division, and you look at the teams that are expected to be at the top, Vegas is one of them. You look at the teams expected to be at the bottom, and I guess it depends on your mileage, but personally, I think that's that's kind of where the Coyotes fit. So if you're a team like the Coyotes, uh, you kind of got to not miss your shot when you get it, and it almost seems like last night was going to be the Coyotes' shot. They were up 2-0 late in the second period, and they ended up losing uh, by two goals. One of them was an empty netter, but in regulation, and that's that's kind of, to me, a tough pill to swallow if you're going to try to come in to Vegas and play a team that's won, won the Pacific Division last year and went to the Western Conference Finals. So uh, Vegas is, is known historically for kind of its good starts, its hot starts. So I think that we're going to see an energized Golden Knights team come out um, come out and uh, look for that quick strike that they, that they didn't get yesterday or Monday. You know, I always love talking about uh, uh, a game or a series between teams that have just like you know certain parts of the team that really look good and 
one thing that I definitely want to mention is the goaltending. And I think if you look at this West division and look at the tandems, you could probably say that Vegas and Arizona probably have the most lethal tandem in the West. Um, you know, with Vegas and Robin Leonard and Marc-Andre Fleury, I really can say slot in either one of them, I'm already terrified. And in <laughs> Arizona's case, uh, Darcy Kemper and Antti Ranta, and they even have a third guy in the starting lineup in Aiden Hill, who I got a chance to watch uh, play a significant amount of time at, for, for the Tucson Roadrunners the last few years. And I think he can also do some damage. Um, that's what I love this about this series, Justin, is that uh, I personally think that all this series long, we're going to see some phenomenal goaltending. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I, I, there's, I think there's very few uh, people outside of Arizona that are bigger fans of Darcy Kemper than me. I think he's phenomenal. I think he's an elite goaltender. Um, so it's it's fun to watch him, and he was he was good last night. He was he were Monday night. Uh, he was he was really good, and um, I think that he's he is every night. Uh, the Coyotes are going to go as far as he can take them, and um, he's going to be able to win some games some nights, and uh, just needs a. I guess a little bit of support. On um, Vegas' side, it is it is really interesting, and that's been the talk of this offseason. Has been Robin Leonard and Marc Andre Fleury. Only Montreal has more uh, of their cap space designated to the goaltending position, so it is interesting to see two goalies that are as paid as highly and as well as Vegas has. And um, so far, so good. I think they have a combined nine thirty save percentage. Now that's just through three games, of course. But uh, I. Um, we don't know the Golden Knights were off today or off yesterday, Tuesday. So um, we don't know who's going to be starting in net for the Knights tonight. My guess would be Flurry. It seems like they do want to run off that every other game rotation. So whether it's Flurry versus Ronta or Leonard versus Kemper again or whatever it is, you're right. It's going to be it's going to be a good goaltending battle, which is uh, I guess fun for the folks that like that. Yeah, that's I think that's the thing I love is you that like you choose anyone and you're going to have that kind of battle. Um, and I think that's the one thing that, uh, kind of going off what you were just saying earlier is the one thing that definitely worries me is, you know, Vegas has a lot of support up front. And obviously, you know, we talked about that, you know, picking up Alex Petrangelo on defense as well as, you know, I think that really, really deep offense that they have, you know, headed, you know, headed by like Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty, but, and not, and I'm not belittling, you know, the Coyotes cause I, you know, obviously I cover them. I've been, uh, I really enjoy watching this team, but to me, the depth isn't there, and they don't have and they don't have enough support right now for Darcy Kemper or Antti Ranta. And I saw that, you know, in the latter half of the Monday's game, as well as you know, for the for majority of the last season, I, especially in that playoff series against Colorado, they just kind of clammed into a shell and hoped Darcy Kemper would save a hundred saves a game. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah, it's 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 tough because when you've got a when you have a goaltender like Kemper, you want to do everything you can to make sure that he's not making 100 saves a night. But um, the Coyotes, you kind of just allude to it, don't have don't have that level of high end talent to match with Vegas. So you got to find other ways to win, right? And when Oliver Ekman Larson is out, and I don't, you would know better than I do. I think he might be due back for the game Sunday, um, but. 
it's it's tough when you you've lost your best defenseman. Uh, Taylor Hall obviously left a free agency. Though I'll tell you what, Connor Garland looked really good on Monday's game. Like he he's the kind of guy like we were talking in the Vegas press box. It was like the Golden Knights could definitely use a guy like that on their team for sure. Uh, so he he's a he's a guy I like a lot. But it, as far as that high end talent, it is it is tough to match with kind of the superstar level of player that Vegas does have. Now that's obviously not to say that Arizona can't win. Anybody can beat anybody on any night, but uh, Golden Knights are going to be are going to be favored in the remaining three games in this series. Um, and however many they win, I guess we'll see. I'm actually kind of smiling right now, Justin, because you mentioned Connor Garland's name. If anyone who has ever followed me the last three years knows I'm a huge Connor Garland fan, I talked about in the press box in Tucson several times about this guy before he came up to the NHL, and I'm like, this guy is good. He's going to be a really good NHLer, and I'm excited to see what he does. And obviously, as you said, he's you know you were impressed by how he played on Monday, and uh, I saw some of him the way he's the way he skates and his hockey iq i'm not, i'm just like i'm super glad that you know arizona has a guy like him to well, uh social like, prom- <laughs> he had like 300 points in his junior career or something like that so i was like i was surprised when he fell as far as he did in the draft where, where was he drafted yeah fifth round so I, I was surprised to see that and then it was like it took him a couple of years to get to the nhl it's like oh okay maybe it was just a guy who had a good junior but i mean i think he had he had 20 something goals last year right like he's a, he's a real good player yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely surprised that, he, that they would they would hold on to him as well. Um, I'm trying to take a look at the uh, where these predictions are right now. So, uh, actually, right now I'm looking at the uh, the betting site that uh, we here at Lockdown love to use. That's Bet Online, uh, and right now Vegas is favored by about a point and a half. The same the same puck line as. It was on uh, Monday's game. Uh, let's see, total points about five and a half points. What's your uh, prospect like? What, what's your opinion on uh, that line right now? How do you how do you see this game coming along? Betting on hockey is always a little interesting, right? I mean, it's not like football or basketball where you can really take take the point spreads. So um, it sounds about right, especially on the total. Like I think you just said five and a half. Um, yeah, that's where it looked like it was going to be last night. Underbetters had to have been a little upset at that empty netter with 14 seconds left or whatever it was. Um, but no, I mean, it sounds right. I mean, it's when you're playing teams that have this level of goaltending and defense, especially Vegas, who hasn't, um, jumpstarted its offense quite yet to the level that it wants to. Um, I mean, yeah, that, I mean, that line sounds about right to me. I mean, I, I wouldn't bet the under just because, uh, rooting against goal scoring is boring. But uh, I also don't bet a whole lot, so it doesn't really matter. What I think. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I was I was looking at the under for the uh, the first game because I thought it was going to be a you know a a toe to toe goalie battle, and I still think it could be that case. But oh, you were um, right. If it I'm pretty empty better. It would have been. <laughs> yeah, it would it would have been. I would I, I could have gotten. Luckily, I didn't make the bet. But uh, I I said that I said if I did, I it would I think I would have been a push in that last game. It was like six a flat six on that last one, but. I mean, I, I mean, for for me, I, I can't, uh, I never, I never really pick Arizona. Like I pick, I picked Arizona a couple times, uh, on the spread on this one, but I think for this one, it's, uh, they might be a little more down and out knowing, uh, you were mentioning earlier, uh, the, the missing of Oliver Ekman Larson, 
and you're saying he might be back on Sunday. Well, unfortunately, he's going to be gone for like three weeks. Oh, so, okay, yeah, I, 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 I hadn't seen too closely with that one, but yeah, that's 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 tough to not have that kind of guy. Your your power play quarterback, your defense. I don't need to obviously tell your listeners what Ekman Larson brings to the team, but uh, yeah, that is that is tough when, especially when. Vegas has Alex Petrangelo and Shea Theodore and these high-end defensemen. If you don't have that guy that can match it, it's uh, it puts you in a bit of a hole. Yeah. Either way, though, I'm I'm looking forward to this game tonight. I think it's going to be another another pretty solid matchup. I, you know, I think uh, you know Arizona's a good team, but you know, obviously, I've been saying this all week long. Vegas is, uh, I think, on another level. They are, you know, I said one of the better teams probably in the National Hockey League, and for Arizona to have close games with them i can never complain makes it ex- makes exciting hockey yeah for sure and i mean i'm from arizona myself i grew up a coyotes fan so it is uh i i always like golden knights coyotes games maybe a little bit more than a lot of people in vegas do actually speaking of which we'll go ahead and uh you know talk a little about some uh some of you com- uh, coming from arizona in the next segment we'll do that in just a moment but first let's go ahead and talk about BetOnline.ag. You heard me talk about that just about you know two minutes ago. It is the one place that has you covered, and the one place we at Locked On Podcast trust when it comes to betting on sports. If you want to bet on games, NHL games, they have it there. All the major leagues, and it doesn't even have to be games. You can look at futures and props. You can decide whether or not Darcy Kemper is going to have a higher than ninety-two point five save percentage for the entire year. I might take that one. But if you have yet to already, go ahead and sign up for an account now. Go to betonline.ag, sign up for a free account, and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Again, that is use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, it's time now to talk a little, little bit more hockey. With uh, here, Justin Emerson of the Las Vegas Sun. You heard us talk about the Arizona Coyotes and the Vegas Golden Knights. But, Justin, one of the main reasons why I got you on is you're a, you're a Sun Devil grad. You, you went to ASU. You were here right right, right here in, in Arizona. I was going about to make the joke like before the show we were talking about. Unfortunately, you know, I am a wildcat, but, yeah, you know, I think I we can get that past that. I- I didn't know that when I agreed to come on the show. Otherwise, I might not have. That's always a little tough. <laughs> but it's okay. I'll, t- I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you this, Justin, is uh, out of all, like, when it comes to hockey, I don't mind cheering on the Sun Devils because here at, at, at the U of A, there is no NCAA team. So I don't mind, uh, I don't mind, fo- I don't mind following the Sun Devils in that case. Uh, don't, let, uh, don't let anybody from your alma mater hear you saying that. <laughs> Oh, I've, I've, I've already talked to some friends about that. They call me a traitor. <laughs> and now it would be, it would be cool if, if U of A or U Arizona, whatever you guys are calling yourselves these days, uh, ends up, uh, getting a division one program. That would be an awesome rivalry. Uh, just another, another opportunity to grow hockey in the desert. It would be very cool if we eventually got a territorial cup hockey series. So that'd be a lot of fun. That is, that is my hope that U of A eventually does go division one. A couple of things I do want to ask you about um, comes to uh, you know ASU hockey is you know I was reading your uh, your bio on the Las Vegas Sun is you know you were there while uh, they were getting ready to transition from ACHA to NCAA and you know of course you were covering the team then how was that transition like and what uh, you know what were some of the you know I guess the 
talk about going on during that that time period? It was a lot of fun. I was I was covering the team for um, I was working with oh where was I State Press, the school newspaper, House of Sparky, the SB Nation affiliate there, uh, covering the team. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was fun to cover a, uh, an ACHA hockey team. It was they were really good. I think they went thirty eight and two my junior year when I was there or sophomore year or whatever it was. But uh, they were a fun team to cover. They were laid back. It was relaxed. You got easy access to players. It was it was a really exciting um, game night experience. And then just the thought of them going Division One was awesome. And when they were able to do it, when they got the donation, the money, and, and, and made it happen, it was it was cool to see ASU hockey in the big leagues, to see them go to, and I worked with them as their, uh, in their athletic department, their first year of Division One to go to Madison, Wisconsin, and go play against a team like, like the Badgers, and to go to all these barns across upstate New York and Massachusetts, it was, it was phenomenal, and now to see the success that they've had, to see the team that Greg Powers has built, is is phenomenal. And they were they made the Division One tournament two years ago. They would have made it again last year if it weren't for the season cancellation. And uh, high hopes as always for this year and moving forward. You know, I I, I can't really speak to your experiences on this part, but uh, you know, I've covered a couple of the uh, the U of A against the. Uh, ASU ACHA games over the last couple of years, okay, the ASU's JV team, but um, I I got I made a couple trips up to the uh, Oceanside Arena. First time I went up there, uh, the media director for the U of A was like laughing at me. He's like, "You're wearing that to the to Oceanside," and I'm like, "Yeah, it's when I wear normally to a hockey rink." And he's like, "You're gonna freeze to death." Um, I didn't know Justin that Oceanside Arena is unbelievably cold coldest ice rink in america it yeah it absolutely is. I'm, I'm working on my theory that's because it's so hot they got to crank the ac to about negative 10 to make sure that the ice doesn't melt but yeah that that rate we we used to joke and i wore you know the double socks and the big jacket and the gloves uh during the game yeah it's 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 very cold it's it was it has character. Uh, they're still playing there now. I'm excited to see them move into their new barn here in, uh, I don't even know what it is now, two years maybe? Uh, that's exciting. Yeah, I, I was looking at that new that uh, the new arena that they're building. I think it's like a multi-purpose, but I saw some of the uh, the renderings of it, and I mean, it looks it looks promising. I'm actually excited to see what that looks like. Yeah, it's beautiful. I'm, I'm hoping that their first game doesn't uh, coincide. Uh, is on a Golden Knights off day because uh, I will definitely take the personal day and drive down uh, to check that out. That's it's going to be great. Um, tell your uh, tell your alma mater to get on uh, making the jump to Division One so that uh, we can get rivalry games there. Oh, believe me, I've been tr- I've been trying to uh, lobby it for for a couple years now. <laughs> is not, U of a not all of them are Sorry, is U of A still playing at Tucson Convention Center for their games? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously they've been off, um, they haven't been playing recently, but, uh, yeah, they've been playing the games there and it makes things tough sometimes because Tucson's still there. The Roadrunners are there. And, you know, sometimes because Tucson has a game that night, they're like, all right, we'll have a, uh, 2 PM Tuesday game. You're like, no (laughs) one's going to be there. (laughs) Yeah. That was always a fun one because it was, um, 
you know, you were working off of a student budget. So uh, Tucson was about the only road game I went to when I was covering the ACHA team. And that was before uh, before the Roadrunners came around. And that was always that was always a lot of fun. That's a that's a really good arena for hockey, for sure. That one's that one's that one's fun. I like it a lot. I think it's even cooler now since they renovated it for when the Roadrunners came. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it since the Roadrunners have gotten there. So yeah, I, I bet it's even it's even better now. Yeah, the actually much of a bigger press box now. Oh, that's always nice. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, I I appreciate you coming on to, and not only talking uh, Vegas and Arizona, but you know, talking some uh, your experiences covering ASU hockey because a lot of a lot of guys down here. I always love talking to people who can uh, talk their experiences covering hockey in Arizona because I want to help grow the game here in, in the state of Arizona because, you know, people say hockey doesn't belong in the desert. And, you know, I'm pretty sure you as well as I can can say, well, that's not true. It, it definitely does. Yeah, you can go tell those people to take a walk. Uh, I mean, and that's and that's what's fun, right? So many hockey writers and reporters have come from quote unquote traditional markets, and of course, they grew up on hockey. It's the big sport. One of my best friends is from Minnesota. He grew up going to Gophers games as a kid. But you know, people like me and you that went through school in Arizona and want to see the game grow from there. It's it really is a cool thing, and uh, it's it's fun to like you just said, to talk hockey with people that uh, understand that and want to grow the game in Arizona, but also Las Vegas. It's becoming more and more of a hockey market every single day. So to see hockey uh, continue to thrive and grow in the desert, it, it really is a beautiful thing. One more question I do have for you before you let me go. Uh, something I just thought of uh, before that um, just literally just came to my head, and it's heading back to the whole Vegas thing, is – the that series that's coming up next month or the game that's going to be coming up next month over in Lake Tahoe. That's oh. uh, <laughs> how, 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 you can be excited for that. I'm hoping that they allow media to go. Uh, we haven't had any word on that yet, but that's about so yeah, Lake Tahoe is beautiful. I spent a summer vacation there a year or two ago, um, and it's about a seven hour drive from where I am in Vegas, so that's definitely doable. And I, uh, I'm really hoping that they allow media. That's going to be a beautiful sight on TV. Very cool. Cannot wait. I saw the renderings and I was just like, man, I'm super jealous. Um, and a lot of that, a lot of that goes from too. Um, so uh, I grew up in Northern California, so I like like Tower was right there uh, for me. And you know, my my hometown team. Obviously, I'm I'm from San Jose, so I I grew up watching the Sharks. And I was like, wait. Aren't the Sharks only about three hours away? Why don't they? Why don't they have a game? I'm like, eh, they're not a good enough team for it, anyways. No one's gonna watch them. <laughs> what happened last year, a year or two ago? Maybe, maybe it's Sharks Knights, which was a fun rivalry uh, in that playoff series they had two years ago. But uh, maybe we'll get another game out there at some point. It'd be cool. Maybe we'll get. Uh, maybe once U of A goes Division One, we'll get an outdoor game at like Sun Devil Stadium or Arizona Stadium or something like that. We'll make it happen. Oh, I will lobby for that so much if, if we can get that that would be super fun i love i love outdoor games it would be a ton of fun but Can't uh, wait. i haven't been to one hoping to uh be able to go to one here in uh, in about a month yeah. but uh anyways thanks again justin for for coming on i appreciate you coming on talking hockey absolutely rob anytime thanks for having me yep guys thanks again for listening to this episode of locked on coyotes don't forget to uh Subscribe and and leave a good review if you l- liked what you heard here 
today. But until then, guys, hope you enjoyed the game tonight. Hope you guys are staying safe, stay healthy, and don't forget to howl on.